Hey everybody, this is Pastor Mike. Today is Palm Sunday, and Don and I are taking a little different look at things today as we talk about misguided expectations and how those misguided expectations on Sunday can lead to a crucifixion on Friday. So sit back and enjoy. I think you're going to like today's message. Please feel free to join us every week, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. on Facebook. That's at Plant. We'll see you then. Hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Anyway, okay, so uh, Palm Sunday, great expectations or misplaced expectations. But we really wanted to start out today um, just being mindful of the struggles that I think we're all going through. Um, I know that we've had people in just our little online church community um, lose uh, family members suddenly. Uh, There's people that have lost uh, family members recently due to long illnesses, due to COVID. A lot of people are grieving. Um, I know some of us, you know, are struggling with um, children issues, especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adult or growing into adult children issues. Um, and it brings a lot of um, heartache and anxiety and fear and grief. And so I think we should mm-hmm. start out today a little bit reflective. Let's center, let's center down um, into Christ and um, yeah, we, let's we've pray had- together. We've recently found out that longtime friends diagnosed with cancer. Yes. And uh, we wanted to pray for them specifically. A we, few. Yeah, we have we have a few friends, and um, and we know all too well that that's a scary, yeah, unknown situation. And we were talking this week, and we do want to just sincerely pray because we we love these people, and uh, we want God's peace. We love you guys to rest on them and you know we know firsthand that when that cancer diagnosis came um, it really rocks your world and what we're going to talk about today what what were you expecting you know what was your expectations in life it really challenges it right away Mm -hmm. and gets you to thinking about it and what's important what's not yeah and we just really want to pray that god's peace would rule mm-hmm. in their heart and comfort and i know every single person that's facing a crisis in their life of any kind uh, you've been you've been brought to that point for whatever reason or timing but and sometimes it's no reason sometimes it's just crappy well and crap happens crap happens and that's, that's the point and yeah. i think you come to that point in yourself where you have to reconcile what's important yeah. uh, what your expectations were mm-hmm. how what was your relationship with god how were you viewing that what did you think it yeah. should be like because um, a lot of times those kind of situations can absolutely rock our theology and shake us to the core but then it can also cause us to really dig deeper, let go of things, as they say, that no longer serve us. That, that's the goal. I think ultimately that's the higher purpose mm-hmm. that's served. We, we see these things in the temporal and their, their heartache, their pain, they create suffering. Anxiety, and then, and, fear. And, but ultimately the higher purpose is is basically our foundational our relationship with god and how we see and 
and view the world. But uh, yeah, let's do pray. And if you would pray with us, if you've got a situation that you want to include in our prayers, we'd like you to put a comment on here and we'd definitely like to come into agreement. And you you. don't have to do that. I mean, as we're praying, you can just be be um, contemplating that situation in your life and opening yourself up and bringing it before the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great. Well, should we recognize we've got Taylor with us? Good morning, Taylor. Good to have you with us as always. Hopefully Holly's there with you. But yeah, please join us in prayer. Well, Lord, we come before you today with humble hearts. And Lord, we want to, in our hearts, lift up by name these particular individuals and friends that have received cancer diagnoses, um, people that have lost loved ones, um, friends that have lost close family members to COVID and just other health situations and even tragic situations that I'm sure they have a hard time reconciling and explaining. But God, we want to pray for them. We lift them up. We pray for people with issues with adult children, people with issues with children at home. And Lord, these are uncertain times and we don't know why. We ask a lot of questions. Um, It certainly creates in us the tendency to want to blame. Uh, But Lord, we just pray for your peace in those situations. Mm -hmm. We pray that your love would extend to them and that uh, your Holy Spirit would comfort them, Mm -hmm. lead them, guide them, and teach them in this, Lord. Mm And we just pray ultimately that they would be stronger in their faith, that they would have a better love for each other for their fellow humans and Lord that their heart would just be more at peace and we thank you for it Mm -hmm. we thank you that uh, their faith will grow and 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 become stronger through this Mm -hmm. and that just like Jesus through adversity we find our strength and uh, we pray that for them Mm and we just thank you, Lord. We just want to take just a minute and each of us just to reflect in our own way. And we want to lift up those that are close to us that that we may know. And God, we just pray, Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Just pray for your grace. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of all comfort and that we in turn are to comfort those with the comfort that we have been comforted with. Help us, Lord. Mm. Give us the strength and the courage by your Holy Spirit that is at work in us and through us, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you are always with us, Mm -hmm. in us, Lord, loving us. And I thank you that you don't cause any of this. It's not that you're arbitrary and allowing any of this, Lord, but that you are right there in the thick of it with us, comforting us, speaking to us and in us by your Holy Spirit. And I just pray that we would all have open hearts to just receive your healing, whole-making, loving 
shalom. Mm. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Mm. Well, thank you all for praying with us, and and uh, you can continue um, praying like that throughout the day, or just you know, as as you need to, just get quiet, get centered, and um, let the Spirit of God minister to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Palm Sunday. We don't have any palm branches because we didn't have any last year during COVID to burn for this year. But uh, you, can, you can wave your hands. Hosanna, Hosanna. <laughs> Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah, well, as you meant, did you tell him your title for today? I did. And Great expectations or misplaced expectations. Yeah, and that's what I put yesterday on the page is uh, we traditionally celebrate this with a palm. A triumphal and the, the entry. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more, you, uh, uh, the more you read the story and mm-hmm. some of the, the shortcomings that were involved in that, the more you begin to see, well, maybe this was a cautionary tale. Yeah. Maybe um, the situation in which Jesus entered Jerusalem uh, might be trying to teach us to uh, recognize what was going on and and what was actually happening. Well, and even like what we just prayed about is our um, great expectations or misplaced expectations can give us wrong ideas about God. Yeah. And sometimes it takes our world get shaken yeah for us to get shaken awake yeah and rethink right absolutely should i read this background on palm sunday yeah go ahead all right this is i've been doing um one of a few lenten devotionals and this is the unvarnished jesus by brian zahn and it's a lenten journey or lenten devotional so today is day 40 of lent uh, Palm Sunday. We're, again, we're, we're getting into Holy Week now, starting today. And the scripture is based on Luke 19, 28 through 44. Jesus makes his triumphal entry. It's very interesting. I'll just read part of it. Jesus' triumphal entry on Palm Sunday sets up a confrontation with the principalities and powers represented by King Herod, the high priest Caiaphas, and the Roman governor Pontius Pilate. The Roman governor ordinarily resided at a Herodian palace in the coastal city of Caesarea. But during Passover, a feast celebrating Jewish liberation from foreign domination, the governor had to be in Jerusalem to suppress any uprising that might occur during this volatile week. Coming from Caesarea, Pilate entered the city from the west, riding a war horse at the head of the imperial cavalry. The Roman governor's entrance into Jerusalem was essentially a military parade. It was intended as a show of force to intimidate any would-be revolutionaries. Military parades then and now are how empires demonstrate that they rule the world through their superior capacity to wage war. When Jesus arrived at the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem, he deliberately enacted the 500-year-old prophecy from Zechariah. Hear the word of the Lord. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will take away the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. 
The weapons of war will be broken, and he will teach peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from river, from the river to the ends of the earth. So keep that in mind. Coming from the Mount of Olives, Jesus not only entered Jerusalem from the opposite direction than the Roman governor, but in the opposite manner. Instead of riding a war horse like Pilate and all the war horse riders throughout history, Jesus rides a donkey. And not even a full-grown donkey, but a donkey's colt. Jesus' triumphal entry was the anti-military parade. It was a mockery of Rome's intimidating show of military power. It, is, it also presented Jerusalem with a stark contrast between the way of war and the way of peace. At the beginning of Holy Week, Pontius Pilate and Jesus of Nazareth are at the head of two very different parades. The question for us is which parade are we marching in? The military parade of Pilate that still believes the world is to be shaped by war or the peace parade of Jesus that understands that with the coming of Christ, war has been abolished. Amen. Amen. And that's where we pick it up today in, in Palm Sunday. Is we, you know, we set the stage with that Old Testament prophecy. And we, we see that God, through the prophets, and then again in the Psalms, mm-hmm. uh, they're referring to uh, this. Matter of fact, the psalmist in... Um, The psalmist in the Old Testament is saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Forever. This this is in Psalms 118. And then he quotes, Hosanna, Mm -hmm. Lord, Hosanna, Lord, send us now success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. So in the essence of this is the expectations of the people and the people were were thinking back to these scriptures mm-hmm. and they were seeing the kingdom of David and yep. in Israel's history this was the pinnacle of their nation uh, David was po- a popular leader uh, David was a war hero yep. they dominated the region at mm-hmm. the time they had wealth beyond imagination mm-hmm. I mean Israel was the dominant country in that region back then and their their enemies were submissive to them and they had peace and in the kingdom. The, what did the people want? They wanted the good old days. They wanted the good old days. So as you see the juxtaposition between Jesus coming in and Herod mm-hmm. is that the people Pontius or Pontius Pilate mm-hmm. the people were expecting this reign of David yeah. to be established and this was also clearly in mind in the New Testament mm-hmm. scripture. So if you fast forward to the gospel um, and in Mark, uh, he reads this account that you mentioned, uh, the story of untying the colt yeah. and, and Jesus riding in and the people cut branches and laid it down and they're simulating this yeah. triumphal entry. Right. And they say, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest mm-hmm. heaven. See, they are declaring and they're they shouting. They had great expectations. Their great expectation was mm-hmm. that Jesus had come and was the promised Messiah. And he's going to redeem us out of this oppression that we're in. And he's going to restore all things back to when 
David was days. king, and it was the good by old days. By war, by fighting, by killing. That's what they expected, was a military political leader. So herein lies the disconnect, is that God was restoring mankind, and he was fulfilling his promise to, to us, and yet the people had great, high, misguided expectations. expectations and yes. You know, you learn in the business world, if you haven't discovered this yet, but anytime you're dealing with people in general, you have to manage expectations. You have to communicate very clearly up front what you can and can't do, and then you have to read that back and make sure you are understanding what they mm -hmm. are thinking, because even in a husband, wife, even in or a relationship... Yeah, you, you may say and expect one thing and they may hear and expect another and guess what's next? It's, you know, conflict. So And we're going to see that because between the Hosannas of Palm Sunday um, and the uh, celebration of the resurrection, we've got Right. We've got Holy Week. We've got Good Friday. And that crowd saying Hosanna turned very quickly within a matter of days right. to crucify and him. And that, that's our big point for today is misguided expectations yeah. on Sunday lead to crucifixions on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah. And we go back to my original question. Is Palm Sunday a tale of celebration or is it a cautionary Mm -hmm. tale. Maybe some um, both. There's an old saying that if we don't learn history, we're de doomed to repeat it. Yes, which is extremely painful right now in light of, you know, our current politics and politics around the world. It just seems like people don't learn. No, they don't. And humans by nature, you know, we've talked about the the we've talked about sin and we've talked about how it boils down to the selfish nature that left to their own devices people are generally inherently selfish they want what's best for them they want me they want mine and if you think about it we're designed that way i mean they're in a, in a way this protects us in a way this keeps our families safe but we're also divine we're designed to function perfectly with god mm -hmm. and not apart and mm -hmm. see this is what was being established as jesus was entering into jerusalem um, he knew at this point in his ministry what he must do yeah. and what he must endure. And put yourself in, you know, Jesus initiated this entry mm -hmm. and he's riding in. He knew what the people wanted. Yeah. He knew what they expected and what was in their hearts. And he went through with it anyway because yeah. he knew it had to be yeah. fulfilled. And that had to be tough for him to not just say, no, we're going to stop this. This is wrong. Uh, but he went through it anyway mm -hmm. because he was obedient to the point of death and knew that this greater good is what God was accomplishing. He knew that God had something far grander and far more powerful. Sorry, my cat is attacking the... Yeah, he turned the computer off. <laughs> we have very computer-savvy kitties. So... Just to fast forward then to... But I, I would want to say, on behalf of Jesus, it's not for lack of him trying. I mean, we have the Beatitudes. We have the Sermon on the Mount. We had the rebuke of Peter. Um, we had him coming in, not just on a donkey, but on the colt of a donkey. Um, right. Everywhere it's... 
he tried and tried and tried to show us the new way of being human. Well, and I think that that continues on now. Now, I, absolutely. I, I think God is continually mm -hmm. trying to to show us, and we just don't see it. Right. And then, um, so I was going to read in Philippians. Yeah, I talked about this. Is this where I was going to go too. I talked about this grander yes. goal that was being accomplished. You know that Jesus sees the end. You know, past the means, and in mm -hmm. Philippians, Paul says. Let this same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him, and gave him the name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And uh, I've got commentary on that by uh, Father Richard Rohr. Um, says, uh, this, this is number one, Paul did not write that. This is one of the oldest hymns of the church. Paul actually quoted quoting, this yeah, in this letter. Yeah. So this is at the core of who we are as Christians. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like the oldest hymn. This is, and they would sing it and sing it and sing it because you needed to get this in your, down in your spirit. Mm -hmm. Says, um, this hymn says that Jesus leaves the ascent to God in God's way and in God's time. What freedom. And it happens better than any could have expected. And because of this, God lifted him up and gave him the name above all other names. We call it resurrection or ascension. Jesus is set as the human blueprint, the standard in the sky, the oh-so-hopeful pattern of divine transformation. Who would have presumed that the way up could be the way down. It is, as Paul says, the secret mystery. Now, I like this quote. It says, trust the down and God will take care of the up. Mm, that's good. Trust the down and God will take care of the up. So the point to where we need to reflect now is, let me ask you, what are we expecting? And this is a point of reflection that you have to kind of answer ask inwardly and ask the Holy Spirit to help you, what are we expecting in our life? You know, if you think about the church since Jesus' time, uh, for 500 years now, the church has expected Jesus to come again and take mm -hmm. us away from here yep. tomorrow. It's always tomorrow, the big tomorrow, press for evangelism tomorrow. is we got to get out and tell people about Jesus because he might come tomorrow and take us away and just throwing out a, 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 a what's the word for a question that you don't need to answer the um oh no just, just <laughs> escaped my mind does god, I know what you're saying does god really want rhetorical a, rhetorical question does god really want us out of this world so bad no matter of fact god is bringing his city to the earth where he's always wanted to be mm -hmm. in perfect relationship with us and all of creation. It's all about being here Amen. in the here and now.
And just like Israel, maybe you can find a similarity to the United States. Uh, we've only been a nation for a couple hundred right. years, which is a drop in the bucket yeah. compared to some just nations. Just even England, yeah. Uh, Anywhere else. But we in America have the, we expect the United States to be a Christian Mm-hmm. nation you know with every election i'm 54 and i've been through several elections now since i was a kid that i can remember and i think almost all of them came with the promise of we're almost there yeah you know we're almost a christian nation if you just vote for me we're going to make sure that we are great again and that mm-hmm. we're a christian nation you know trump didn't invent that no. they've all done it for for decades but what does that mean anyway? You know, think about what to you does that mean that we are a Christian nation? Does it mean that everyone will be mandated legally by law to think and act and do what we want? Isn't that like Rome? I mean, yeah. back when Rome was conquering the known world, even before that, when mm-hmm. Greece, they made everybody speak Greek. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they were doing? By They were the oppressor at that time, and Israel wanted to be freed from them. Well, that's what they wanted. They wanted everybody to be Roman. Um, he, what about Hitler? That was yeah. what his goal was. He wanted everybody to be just like what he wanted. And so we have to think about that. What does that really mean, that we want to be... Yeah. Uh, what about the Crusades? Yeah, uh, everybody's going to think and act and believe and worship just like we do, or we'll kill them, or we'll kill you. And God is okay with that. Yeah. So, what are Christians expecting today? Mm-hmm. Again, a rhetorical question. What are we thinking that everyone, other than us, in the entire world is going to suffer in hell for eternity because they're not like us? They don't think like us. Is that God's plan, really? I'm just asking a rhetorical question. Is that really God's ultimate plan, that just a precious few that think and act right are going to spend eternity with them and the rest are going to be tortured for eternity? Think about that. Well, I think you just read that His mercies endure forever. Amen. And His loving kindness endures forever. And He's forgiven all of our misses, which is Mm -hmm. what sin is, missing the mark, as far as the east is from the west, um, so I think we've got it wrong. We've got oh, it wrong. What are you doing, cat. kitty? <laughs> She's glad. That's why I wear jeans anymore. I'm keeping my toes away she from is under there. Scratching my legs. Yeah. So that brings us to personally. What What are we expecting? Right. In our own life. Yeah. Um, are we expecting? Are we expecting good works to maybe set us apart from other people? Are we expecting our life in ministry and servitude to people to keep us free from cancer? Well, that didn't work out. Uh, Are we expecting to not have any issues with our kids, that our kids are going to be perfect Mm -hmm. uh, little church kids? That did not That didn't work out. Um, But they're all amazing. Oh, they are all amazing. Yeah. And you really begin to appreciate that they're on a journey as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you've got a young adult child that's uh, misguided, making bad decisions, says he wants nothing to do with church, guess who that was? That was me. That was her. We were that kid, too. And we had parents that were faithful to pray for us mm-hmm. and just be patient. Grandparents. Just be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on a journey and God has a plan 
for yes. them and he has to work a few things out mm -hmm. in them and they have to fail a few times you know don't don't worry about failing that's a good thing yep. you can't always protect your kids and keep them from failing or mm -hmm. experiencing pain because they're actually learning mm -hmm. and growing from that so just be patient be confident and trust what was the quote that you said trust that the down God's gonna make it go up that's right I like that that's so right. What are you expecting in your own life? What has brought you to the point of anger that didn't work out the way you wanted it to? Mm -hmm. See, that's what the people of Israel, yeah. they were mad because things did not work out like they were supposed to. God, mm -hmm. you promised. This is what he said. He lied to us. And guess what they ended up on Friday shouting? Crucify, Crucify him. him. And they picked a... They picked a, a murderous insurrectionist rebel over Jesus. And Which we talked about that before. Was a big... Jesus bar Abbas. Slap in the mm -hmm. face. Yep. So how many of us have said, I'm done with this? Mm -hmm. God, you didn't work things out the way you said they would. And I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm mm -hmm. done with you. I know there's millions of people out yeah. there that you've said that exact thing. Is yeah. that I'm done with this and, and I know a lot of it is because they've gotten really bad theology and sure. then when that comes crashing down you know that can be the whole world and then they chuck the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. right instead when those time come those times come it's an opportunity right. oh what does the office say we were told by our counselor that opportunity we call opportunities things that we don't want to do but any <laughs> that's really true way of positively looking at it but oh. it gives us an opportunity then to say, okay, obviously I got something wrong. Well, so you hit the nail on the head because bad theology leads to wrong and misguided expectations. expectations. And, and that's where a lot of... Disappointments and then crisis of faith and then mm -hmm. like wiping your hands of it. Instead Absolutely. of, it's like, well... I must have gotten something wrong in my understanding or I was taught something wrong and then that can open the whole door to awakening right. to the truth and about that, God. Well, that's when you weren't here last week, that's what we were oh. talking about was reverent submission and humility yeah. and how when we see those things that aren't lining up with our expectations, if we're humble, we'll reverently submit to God and ask him, where do I need to yeah. change? Yeah. in this yeah so I think we need to pause here and you know we're entering in this is the beginning of Holy Week yeah. and as we approach Easter we need to ask ourselves some reflective questions and you know we say we've talked a lot the past few weeks about being followers of Jesus yeah. so we, we say we follow Jesus but are we really we didn't read the whole scriptures because I didn't want to bog this whole thing down with reading but uh, as you read through uh, the scriptures this week like in Mark that tell of uh, the what the Holy Week and mm -hmm. you know uh, the Last Supper you know are we really are we like Judas mm. you know are we quick to betray when things don't work out the way we think they should work out are we quick to betray Jesus and say you know I'm done with this are are we like Peter? Are we like Peter who instantly I'll I'll never I'll never deny you. I'll even if it costs me my life and then the minute 
any confrontation yeah. happened or anything went wrong, he was out. And he denied and him. And that would happen and could happen to either one of us. His heart was good, but fear got Absolutely. the best of him. And mm -hmm. the rest of the apostles didn't even bother going that far. They just right. ran. Right. Uh, they just fled. Like, oh, this guy. He's... John fled naked. His whole clothes were <laughs> torn off. It's like, wow. But in those situations, are we like them? Of course we are. We're human. That's the point of the story right. is that the apostles were people just like yeah. we are. And the crowd. And we all betray like God to a certain yeah. extent. We all flee. We all deny God. That's the point of the story is right. to point out your own limitations and your humanity. Because what this is doing is this is all leading us to grace. And yes. this is leading us to the resurrection. You know, we say we've surrendered our lives wholly to Jesus, but is it really our will and not his will that we want to see done? You know, Jesus taught us to pray, Father, your will, yeah. not my will, be done. And in reality, that's almost impossible to pray as human beings because that's hard for us to accept is, you know, God, your will be done not my will so, but we have the promise of the holy spirit that uh forget the scripture reference but says that the spirit is at work in mm -hmm. us to help us will what god wills and to do what god wills absolutely so that That's... that desire in you is from god he started it and it's not like going you know, sometimes I think it can go against your, you know, your mm -hmm. just your your I want to say flesh, your selfish inclinations. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it's it's like you know, like I just said, the spirit will align your will with God's mm -hmm. will in harmony, and um, that's a whole lot easier. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the goal. That's where we want to be as Christians. So this journey that we've been on in Lent, uh, now we're starting to see this week that it's it's leading to a crucifixion, yeah. but it's leading to you being crucified. That's mm -hmm. really where we're going yeah. with this, is that you're beginning to see that the crucifixion is yourself, mm -hmm. and it's it's the denying yourself and taking up your cross and following Jesus. You know, Easter is about resurrection yes. and that's what we're going to celebrate. But as Don just mentioned perfectly, it's about your resurrection. Yeah. It's about your being crucified to self, your being resurrected. You're being transformed into the mirror image of Christ as Christ was the perfect or is the perf perfect representation of God. If you want to know what God is really like, and if you have any kind of quandaries or questions, you look at look Jesus. At, absolutely. Jesus is what God has to say. And that's a quote from Brian Zond as well. And that's what he wants mm -hmm. us to be. And so right. to wrap this up and to prove my point, Galatians 2 is says what the resurrection is about. He says, I have been crucified mm -hmm. with Christ. Paul got that revelation mm -hmm. is that this is what Jesus came and God was accomplishing. Actually, that I would be, I am crucified mm -hmm. with Christ and I no longer live, 
but Christ lives in me. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were talking about. Yeah. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me mm -hmm. and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died in vain for nothing. Yeah. And this this is where we're heading to, yeah. to Easter. And so I want you to take this next week and I want you to reflect on these things. What are my expectations? What has not worked out in my life that I'm angry about? Mm -hmm. um, I'm blaming God about. Even if you have been afraid to admit it to yourself, you still know it's yeah, there. Yeah, please be honest because God mm -hmm. totally knows you from and the end. And understands. And understand, and he's not afraid of questions. Right. You can even cuss at him. He doesn't, you know, he can take it. He's a, he's a big boy. But ask yourself these questions. You know, how have I been like Judas mm -hmm. and Peter and, and the apostles? And, or the crowd. Or the, yeah. And have I really surrendered my life? And, um, um, and pray that bold prayer of, Lord, wherever it is that I have a mistaken idea, thought, or belief that isn't true about you, please show me and replace it with the truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that is a perfect segue for us to go into communion. Yeah. Uh, because if you've been following us to a point to where you see in yourself the things that we're talking about, communion is a perfect opportunity for you to say out loud and confess with your action, I want to accept this Christ in my heart. I want it active in my life. I confess Jesus as Lord, and I'm truly going to start this path of crucifixion and resurrection, and I'm going to commit to it for a daily process in the rest of my life. God, please make this happen for me, well, one of the best opportunities you have to do that is during communion, mm -hmm. is you can hear the words, you can make the prayer your own, you can partake of the body and the blood of Christ. And this is actually a symbol for our faith that we are becoming one with Christ yeah. and that I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me mm -hmm. and you may not understand that yeah. i don't think many people do but it's a lifelong process that you begin to peel back this yeah. layer of onion you begin to see more and more of what that really mm -hmm. really means so yeah. as dawn uh leads us through communion um take this opportunity just get your elements ready whatever it may be and uh, do it in sincere faith I'm going to read from uh, communion scripture from 1 Corinthians 10, verses 15 through 18 in the message. It's very powerful. And then I've got a quote after that. I assume I'm addressing believers now who are mature. Draw your own conclusions. When we drink the cup of blessing, aren't we taking into ourselves the blood, the very life of Christ? And isn't it the same with the loaf of bread we break and eat? Don't we take into ourselves the body, the very life of Christ? Because there is one loaf, our manyness becomes oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us, 
Rather, we become unified in Him. We don't reduce Christ to what we are. He raises us to what He is. Mm. That's basically what happened even in old Israel. Those who ate the sacrifices offered on God's altar enter into God's action at the altar. Mm-hmm. And hear this quote. Participation in the Eucharist is not passive, it is active. The cup we bless and the bread we break are actions that enable us to be a part of the body of Christ. As the body of Christ, we are Christ's presence in the world, and as such, we continue his mission of service and love. In this, we too are poured out and broken open, just as Jesus' blood was poured out and his body broken during crucifixion in service to others and to the world. Mm When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we rejoice in his gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts sanctify them and sanctify them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people the bread of life and the cup of salvation the body and the blood of your son jesus christ grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit a living sacrifice in christ to the praise of your name All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. All who confess Jesus Christ as Lord are welcome to come to his table. Michael, this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ broken and given for you. Take this in remembrance. Thanks be to God. Don, this is the body and blood of Christ broken and shed for you. Thanks be to God. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us that we are living members of his body. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit be honor and glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.
I've got a finishing prayer. If you want me to. Awesome. Are you ready for that? All right. Um, this is in from Richard Rohr, um, my Wondrous Encounters Scriptures for Lent devotional. Lord Jesus, if you are indeed the Lord of history, then you are showing us the plan, direction, and meaning of the human journey. I want to speak like never before that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now it is not an assertion of dominance or rightness over anybody else, but only a willingness to trust and follow your humble path. On this Palm Sunday, may our hosannas herald the arrival of the Prince of Peace, and may we ever march in your parade of loving compassion. Mm. Amen. 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 So, <coughs> as we move into Holy Week, uh, spend the week reflecting, praying, and ask yourself, what kingdom do you want to see established yeah. in this world, in your life? What kingdom do you want to see and that you're willing to submit to? And we are going to have a Good Friday service, okay. right? Um, oh, no. It'll be a brief yeah. service. Mm -hmm. um, we'll put a time on there. Um, and um, it'll be Friday night, mm -hmm. uh, maybe... I think it was a half hour last year. It was really brief. So, but if you can join us, join us because as I mentioned, hopefully you've awakened to this new reality of what we're talking about with the crucifixion and um and then with Easter. I think mm -hmm. Easter and the resurrection are going to have a whole Mm -hmm. new meaning for you so join us on friday night should we do like six o'clock like we normally i'm not do? sure let's talk about it okay. because we've got we've got people in all different time frames yeah. so we'll talk about we'll, it we'll and we might it. even record it and not do it live just mm. because of that we'll talk <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen well thanks for joining us um again any comments are welcome um we Thank you for those that share the video. That's just a way that we get wow. the message out to as many people as possible. Please um, click a like, unlike, heart, emoji, something, yeah, check click, in. Click a like, put a prayer hands, something. Let us know that you're out there. Feel free to message us at any time. Uh, if you'd like to receive a blessing, we will leave you with these words. May God's face and grace shine upon you in every aspect of your life. May you walk in perfect union with the Holy Spirit, with God's love, and may his kingdom of peace be established mm -hmm. in you, in your life, and in your family's life. May his mercy and goodness endure forever with you. May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. God Amen. bless you. We'll see you Friday.